Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. This episode is part one of a three-part series on suffering, and today we'll focus on not if, but when. Before going into the devotion, please allow me to tell you something about a book I wrote. The title is A Bridge for Troubled Souls, Christian Principles to Alleviate Despair. It offers hope and encouragement by showing how to make life-altering changes in the way you think about yourself, life, and God. I share my experiences with suicidal depression, treatment-resistant anxiety, and PTSD, and how I survived these and show how you can too. The book Focus is one of hope and encouragement and how to reduce distress, depression, and or anxiety by applying certain principles contained in the teachings of Jesus. It took me 14 years off and on to complete the manuscript, find a publisher, and now, on July 4th of this year, 2021, sales of the ebook will be available on Amazon. After that, the paperback edition is scheduled for regular sales sometime in August on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iBook. You can also find a link for purchase on hopesharbor.net. Thank you. The key verses are taken from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into temptations. Verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Verse 4, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, wanting nothing. Now, going back through these verses, let's look at some of the meanings here. When they talks about falling into uh, different and many various temptations, temptations in this verse are trials. They're tests to show our trustworthiness. And then verse 3 says, knowing this, the trying or the testing to show the worth of your faith, it works patience. This means it brings endurance and perseverance. Verse 4, but let patience. There it is again, endurance and perseverance, have its perfect or complete work, that you may be perfect, meaning mature, and lacking nothing. And this means there's nothing left to do concerning growth as a mature Christian. In the previous 11 episodes, Luke 4.18 was the focus. This one verse contains five promises Jesus gave us, and all have to do with relieving suffering. The first promise he brought salvation to relieve the suffering of sin, especially eternal suffering. He offered to heal those who are broken in their hearts and minds and bring relief to mental pain. And he made possible freedom from captivity to relieve the pain of destructive habits and thoughts. He offers sight to the spiritually blind to relieve the darkness of not knowing the truth, the truth which sets us free. And then the final promise is he sets free those who are in bondage, oppressed by suffering. Now concerning the next three episodes, keep these questions in mind as we go through this three-part series on suffering. Suffering equals pain. So what does God intend to do with our suffering? What led to original suffering? Well, we know that it was sin, but what can lead to it now? It's either sin, and sometimes suffering can be God's will for us to impart a lesson, and we're going to look at that closer. But what are we to do about it? Well, surely we want to relieve it when possible, and sometimes we have to endure it 
when we can't relieve it? And then what to do with it? What do we do with suffering when it's upon us? Well, the best thing we can do is to learn from it and then use it. Use it for the good of others. And then we want to know who suffers, the sinner or the righteous. Well, Philippians 1.29 tells us, for to you, and it's talking about Christians here, you and me, it has been granted on Christ's behalf, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. What about creation? What in creation suffers? Well, Romans 8.22 tells us, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs until now. And so the whole of creation suffers. So today, I want to look at the different aspects of suffering and draw from the lessons imparted when we face certain types of suffering. By doing this, by drawing the lessons out, I believe will give us the intended blessings of God in return for the pain we go through. Also in this series, we'll study different ways to comfort others who are suffering. By helping to meet their needs for consolation, we'll serve Jesus in deep and meaningful ways. This is taken from Matthew 25, 35, and 36. And we'll go into more detail in Matthew 25 in episode 15. Today's devotion focus is not if, but when we suffer. That's taken again from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Now, these are a few types of suffering physical, mental, emotional, financial, relational religious, even national suffering. But God uses pain-filled hardships and strife to teach us. Suffering, of course, was brought about by original sin, but it's also propagated by individual sins. Sin has a ripple effect and eventually leads to suffering. An extreme example of that is one of Adolf Hitler. That one man brought untold suffering to millions by his sin. Furthermore, As sin ripples out and brings suffering in one degree or another, God expects us to use the lessons we learn from suffering. At the very least, suffering should move us to seek out and minister to others who are going through the same kind of pain we've been through. Again, Matthew 25 reiterates this. This also tells us why we suffer. But I've got a question for you. Why do we have to suffer to learn the deepest lessons? What is it about us that we learn more deeply the lessons and keep them more faithfully and then act on the lessons learned more eagerly when we undergo painful circumstances? Have you thought about that? It's better if you come up with your own answers to those questions. But here are a few I've come up with. My experiences with suffering are that pain imparts the lesson on my mind like a branding iron. Pain at times it was so excruciating it left me curled up on the floor. The suffering I brought on myself taught me not to continue in whatever destructive behavior I was doing at that time. And besides other reasons for suffering, my stubbornness guaranteed I would suffer. And with stubborn people like me, God is left with little else other than allowing pain to teach us. And suffering has a way of humbling us. Pain-filled loss will strike at our pride. I only gained, like, true empathy after bad suffering had passed. And it gave me a deep heart's desire from then, then on, 
to help others. This podcast is an effort in that direction. And then throw in the factor of sin in a sin-fallen world filled with sinful people and hang on, pain is coming. Now the point is, since suffering is inevitable, what will we do with the experience of it? Will we turn it and use it to grow? So let me ask, what virtues can grow out of pain? These verses in uh, James here inform us God uses suffering to give us three primary virtues. Let's go back to James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. So this is something we choose to do, and we must cultivate the response of joy because when we're in pain, it will not come naturally. And so how can we develop a joyous mindset? One way, praising God for his goodness in all things, even painful things. And about praise, in part two, we'll see Job's praiseful reaction when suffering struck him down. And if you want to read ahead, look at Job chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. Now, going back to James, James chapter 1, verse 3. Knowing this, that the trying or the testing to show worth of your faith works patience. Verse 4, but let patience as endurance and perseverance have its perfect, complete work, that you may be mature. And so this means mature in the faith. So having patience or endurance to be able to persevere in pain is a quality that will help you when suffering with something, especially like with depression. When I went through suicidal depression more than 35 years ago, I had to endure the process of changing my thoughts to the point that I no longer wanted to die to end the suffering of hopelessness. But it took perseverance. It was the practice of not giving up even when I wanted to die. To hang on to the hope something better would come along. What that something was, I didn't know. But sure enough, something good did eventually happen. And that enabled me to escape that depth of depression. And this process imparted maturity to me, though I didn't know it at the time. Maturity will evidence itself by the way you change how you view future circumstances, and how you begin to react in better, healthy ways that benefit you. So let me ask another question. Do you have any examples from your own life that bears uh, witness to praise that can come out of suffering? And how about patience or endurance and perseverance? If not, what changes do you think may be needed in your life to alter your behavior so that you live out these principles and learn from pain? And how would you explain this teaching to others who may ask how to hang on when they're hurting so bad? Now, as I was thinking through this devotion, it came to me how suffering began as a young child and that if I don't address it fully and persevere in the process of healing, I'll just continue to suffer from the infliction of pain from those early years. And that just strikes me as so wrong to allow pain unresolved, pain and suffering from years ago to continue to inflict um, just strife upon me. Now, in summary, if we change how we view suffering by understanding first, suffering is inevitable, and then seek to learn from the pain by learning patience, this means being willing to wait for healing, and this may mean getting counseling of some sort. But if we will endure the pain and let it impart a spirit of hanging on until we win, this is what it means to persevere. 
we learn to not give up, and this makes us stronger for the next time suffering strikes. Now, the action to consider, uh, what I'm about to ask is hard to do, I know, because I've done it when pain was bad. But I can tell you, it has a supernatural power. You may not recognize it first, and so it takes faith to believe this. But if you will thank God for the pain and the lessons it gives, you will gain from the suffering and someday use that lesson to help someone else. And this gives purpose in life. Now, next week's devotion is Suffering Part 2, Not Why, But Who. And this is taken from Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 22. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.